I'd like to invite you to something really special. It's a conversation about what it means to be an invitation, which is something that I've talked about here on the podcast quite a bit. But what does it actually mean to be an invitation in your relationship? How do you invite someone into your world, your truth, your desires? And when you have a complaint, how do you invite someone to the table in a way where they want to respond and help make things better? And most importantly, how do you invite someone to be who they truly are with you? That's what today's show is all about. And whether you're in a relationship or single and looking to connect, the art of being an invitation can completely transform how you connect with another person. One quick hint is to start out your conversations, especially your important ones, with an appreciation. And I am so grateful to the following listeners who have donated to the Relationship Alive podcast this week. So Diana, Jolene, Madeline, and Drew, thank you so much for your generous support of the podcast. And if you are finding Relationship Alive to be helpful and would like to support our work with a donation, just visit neilsatin.com slash support or text the word support to the number 33444 and choose whatever feels right for you. Now, part of learning the art of being an invitation is all about how you communicate with your partner. If you haven't downloaded it yet, take a moment to check out my free guide to my top three relationship communication secrets. Three ways to change the way that you communicate that will help you stay connected with your partner no matter how challenging the thing is that you're talking about. Visit neilsatin.com slash relate or text the word relate to the number 33444 and follow the instructions to download your free guide. And finally, if you're looking for support in having an amazing relationship and you're on Facebook, come join us in the Relationship Alive community. It's a safe space with more than 1,600 people who have gathered to help each other thrive in relationship. I am totally looking forward to seeing you there. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host and guide, Neil Satin. Now, what does it mean to be an invitation? And why is it so important to the long-term success of your relationship? At its core, being an invitation is all about play and fun. How do you encourage play in your relationship? Now, play is the energy that keeps things fun and light and can also help you through a darker time in your relationship. I'm not necessarily talking about silliness, although that's a great quality to also be able to foster in your connection. Play is more the energy of creative collaboration, and it requires you and your partner to both be as present as possible with each other. And not only present, but also relaxed, engaged, attentive, and responsive to each other. So being an invitation is the way that you interact with another person, inviting them to come to the party with you, so to speak. 
So at its simplest level, you might ask yourself, is the way that I'm interacting with other people encouraging them to be who they are with me? Does it make things lighter for them to be who they are? Does it make it more challenging for them to be who they are? I'm going to give you a few questions to help you figure this out. And then after that, I'm going to also give you one key, one important key that ties the whole thing together. Without that key, you can invite all you want without actually connecting with a person. So I'll reveal that in a moment. But first, how do you figure out if you're inviting someone to the party with you? You can ask yourself questions like, am I being curious about them? and their experience? Am I showing this person that they're safe with me, that I'm not judging them? Am I willing to notice what's actually going on with a person and to validate what I'm noticing through my curiosity? In other words, what do you think is going on with that person? And why do you think that? And how do you think that? And then once you notice you're thinking it, do you check in with them to find out whether or not it's true. Now, why are all of those things so crucial? They're all about giving someone evidence that you are there with them. And on top of that, through being curious, you're giving your partner an opportunity to tune into themselves more deeply, to be in touch with their own experience. So as much as you're inviting them into the dance with you, you're also inviting them into their own inner dance, their own inner experience. So what is going on within them? And how is it a reflection of how they want to be in the world? Or are they being how they don't want to be in the world? So you can say things like this, like, um, I'm noticing that you're doing this thing with your face. And it makes me wonder if I just said something that you didn't like. Or something like, I'm noticing that you're taking really shallow breaths. So are you nervous right now? Or is something else going on? Now, these are just a couple of examples. And there's a fine line between asking these kinds of questions in a way that feels like an invitation and asking them in a way that feels more like an interrogation. So now is probably a good time for me to talk about that important key that brings the whole thing together. So the question is this, can you show up like this while at the same time revealing something of who you are, bringing your own courageous vulnerability online in these moments of connection and communication with another person. So the first part of being an invitation is inviting someone to the dance with you. The second part is your willingness to invite them into your world, into your experience. When someone learns what's going on with you, and at the same time, you're staying related to them, that's an important component of them feeling safe with you. I'm not talking about that kind of conversation where someone tells you something and then you turn it into being all about you and this time when that you remember when such and such happened to you and 
I mean, we've all been in those kinds of conversations, right? And those conversations, rather than making you feel safer and more connected, can leave you feeling really frustrated and like you're not being considered. So you want to be open about your own experience of and with another person and how it's affecting you. And at the same time, you want to stay connected to their experience. So that's maybe one of the most powerful invitations that you can offer. So in case you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, it might sound something like this. Something like, I'm noticing, this is like touching on the example I gave earlier. I'm noticing that you have this expression on your face. To me, it almost looks like you're in pain. And what I'm noticing within myself is that I'm getting really nervous. Like I might have said something to offend you. Is that what just happened? So you notice how I talked about the physical reality of what I was noticing in the other person. It's kind of an indisputable fact, which you may or may not have heard me talk about on the show before. But you kind of can't argue with it. Like, you have a face, you have an expression. And and my interpretation of that expression is that you're in pain. Or I might say, you look shocked or you look really amused. Like, there are any number of possibilities, right? How does it look to you? And then what I said is, what I'm noticing within myself, so this is how I'm responding to what I'm noticing about you. So what I'm noticing within myself is that I'm getting, in this case, I said, really nervous. Like I might have said something to offend you. So that's your vulnerability right there is revealing something of your experience of that person. And again, you want to do something that you want to make sure you're owning the feeling. So you wouldn't want to say, I noticed within myself that I feel like you're judging me. Because if you ever find yourself saying, I feel like you, blah, blah, then you're not talking about a feeling. In fact, if you say, I feel like you're, um, you're probably not talking about a way that you actually feel. So I'm noticing that I'm feeling nervous. I'm noticing that I'm getting this really uh, cold sensation in my chest. Or I'm noticing that my own face is getting really, really tense. Or I'm, I've got this pain in the back of my head. Again, this could be a great time for you if you're not good at articulating your actual feelings um, to just talk about what you are physically feeling in response to the other person. And then, um, and then talk about what you're making it mean. So um, I'm getting really nervous and I'm making, I feel like I might've said something that offended you or whatever it is. I feel like maybe I excited you or maybe you don't really believe me. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if you believe me. Um, is that what just happened? So this is my way of saying, hey, like, this was my experience. This is what I made it mean. And then I'm checking in with you. Is that true? Is that what's going on with you? Or what do you think about that? Or how does that make you feel? Um, what are you noticing in this moment? 
These are all ways to stay related while offering your own important, valuable, vulnerable, courageous experience. So you're inviting them to see you. And generally the safest thing is to start with the physical, what you're actually noticing about another person, what you're making it mean, and then what is your own experience, your own feeling, and then you check in with the other person. And then after that, there's some really important information that comes out. Do they validate your feeling? Do they reveal something about what's going on with them that you might never have guessed? Um, however, if you're not going to go with something physical with that person, you might also just start off with a feeling that you're getting. Like maybe you'll be right on or maybe you'll be way off. So can you present your feeling more like a question instead of as a fact? And can you reveal your own heart so that the other person knows the impact that they're having on you, just like before? So that would be something like this. Um, wow, when you told me that, I noticed that I got this sinking feeling in my gut. Does that relate to how you're feeling about it? Or it might be something like, wow, I'm just feeling so elated after hearing that. I'm really excited for you. What was it like for you to have that experience? Again, that's talking about how I'm feeling and then relating it back to the other person. So it's not like, I'm so excited for you. And that reminds me of that time that I won this award and I was on stage in front of 500 people. And it's like, now you're off in telling a storyland and you're not actually connecting with the person who's there in front of you. So then you get to see what happens next. And this is another reason why being an invitation is so important, especially if you are single. You get to learn something about how the other person either does or doesn't show up in this context. Do they want to play with you? Do they respond to your open heart with their own open heartedness? Or do they get flustered? Do they reflect before they interact with you or do they just stay more on autopilot? Do you get the sense that they are more there, more present with you by being this way? Or does your interaction take on more uh, of a quality of them being triggered or checking out? Or does it make it more alive, more energized? And for any of these things, whatever's happening how do you know that that's what's happening? How do you know that they're more present? How do you know that it's more alive? How do you know that they're triggered and checking out? What are the signs that you're seeing that tell you that? Now, what about if you're already in a relationship with that person? Because if you're single and you're finding out all this information, this is important stuff because you may decide, wow, when I offer my heart to this person or when I try to really stay related and, and talk to them, now they're in storytelling mode or they don't really seem to care about what's going on with me or um, we, I don't feel related to them at all or every time I do that, they get really triggered and and they're in danger mode, and then our conversation goes off the rails. These could be important things. Some of them are things that you could work on, and other things you might be like, whoa, okay, I guess this isn't the person for me. 
um, because for whatever reason, not a judgment about them, but they might not be quite ready to have the kind of relationship that you want to have and to have the kind of connectedness, the quality of connectedness that you want to have. So that's important information. But if you're already in relationship with that person, what do you do if your partner doesn't immediately start the dance with you? It could be that you're really stuck in a rut with that person. And so it could take some work to undo the patterns of the way that you've interacted in the past. Now, this is a great opportunity for you to get support from a coach or a therapist so that you can get unstuck in your relationship and to have some guidance around how to do that repatterning. And also know that if you've been doing it one way for a while, it can take time, a little time, a lot of time to make the switch to this new way of being for your partner to actually get that you're doing something different now. After all, if you haven't been an invitation all this time, then it might take some time for your partner to actually trust that it's safe to fully be there with you at the party table. And that's okay. That's, that's a natural part of the process for it to take some time. You're both on this journey of discovery here, discovering yourselves and perhaps rediscovering each other because there's a lot here about checking in on the assumptions that you have and most likely finding out that they're often not true. So if you start to see how you haven't been inviting, so if you start to see how you haven't been inviting your partner all along, then a good place to start along with changing to become an invitation is to take responsibility for your part, for all the ways that you've either overtly or covertly been encouraging your partner to not be who they are, to not be unguarded and vulnerable and courageous with you. And there may even be ways that you've punished their vulnerability. So at this point, in our world, there aren't many people who have truly mastered this relationship skill. It takes practice, not only to do it, but also to undo all the ways that you were actively promoting the opposite kind of dynamics in your connection with your partner or with the people around you. So don't be hard on yourself if it's a little awkward or if it misfires a few times. It can take time. This is another place where getting coaching or support can be helpful because you get to practice in an environment that's safe for you, as well as getting to learn by example. So more than anything, I encourage you to play, experiment, try it out with the people who matter in your life. Sure, definitely try it out with them, but you can also try it out if you're standing in line at the grocery store or when you're at the gym or buying a paleo bagel at the local coffee shop. And yeah, I think there are, yeah, I know there are paleo bagels. At least there are grain-free bagels. The point is that this is something that you can play with wherever you are, wherever there are other people. Uh, it's easiest to do when you're actually interacting with other people. And 
It's not something that you can really do on your own. So whether you want support or you want to simply know how your experiments are going, please feel free to reach out to me via email. My email is neilius, N-E-I-L-I-U-S at neilsatin.com. Now, I do get lots of email, so I cannot promise that I'll be able to respond to you, but I will definitely read your email and what you write may find its way anonymously, of course, into a future episode. And on top of that, it's always great to know what's happening with you and how this work is impacting you and your relationships. So that is it for me for this week. We are still deep in our moving. I don't know if you tuned in last week where I announced that Chloe and I had moved. And so I'm surrounded by boxes everywhere I go. But, uh, but it feels good to be in our new location. Um, so hopefully last week you did tune in and hear the uh, episode about how orgasms are hurting your relationship. One of my favorite episodes that we've had here on the podcast. And uh, next week, uh, if you tune in, you are going to be able to hear me get really vulnerable in a conversation with Dick Schwartz, the creator of Internal Family Systems. This is our second conversation for the Relationship Alive podcast, and we're going to dive even more deeply into how your inner world and inner work can help you show up more courageously, clearly, compassionately, and invitingly in your own life. So I'm really looking forward to seeing you next week. And until then, take care and enjoy the play.